November 5th. In the carriages of the past, you can't go anywhere. Maxim Gorky. I need not wallow in the pain of yesterday, nor shun it out of shame. The lesson of my past is part of me, and I use it for greater understanding of myself, greater empathy for those who still suffer, and as a solid foundation for my recovery. The past is the sum total of experience that made possible what I have today. The OA program helps me to keep my past in perspective. As I practice each of the steps, the guilt, shame, and self-pity engendered by defects and wrongdoings are dissipated. With my amends, I sweep it all away. I belong to the world today and I will be part of its tomorrow. For today, I have no desire to live in the past. Rather, I embrace it and feel joyous about the experiences that have brought me to Overeaters Anonymous. Hey guys, it's Anne. So the first uh, thought that I get here is like the freeness of a fresh start, you know, shunning the past uh, out of shame. So that's just like um, what I get from the first sentence. You know, I discovered a while back that the shame of the past is just another way of me controlling life and sort of kind of an excuse to stay in my addiction. Um, You know, it goes along with playing God and an avoidance, um, which allowed me to avoid uh, correcting my thoughts and like some flawed thinking that I was having. Uh, But when I realized who has the power and who was powerless, And um, then when I was ready to surrender that shame of the past, um, that afforded me that fresh start. Um, You know, step five was really big for me. Uh, It was a tool used to achieve the fresh start. I I did step five, uh, I guess back in August. So now it's November, still fresh in my mind. And I, um, see the freedom that step five has given to me, especially the admitting to someone else my past. Um, we talked about ego a few days back. That played a big part of, uh, for me uh, in regarding fear in step five. Um, I really spent a lifetime hiding my flaws, thinking nobody could see my thoughts. I thought I was all that. And then a little some more of all that. Um, Like one of the fellows said yesterday, uh, we people in OA, we carry our addictions on the outside. Um, But I was so full of myself that I really didn't have a conscience awareness of that. Step five gave me this freedom almost that after I surrendered all of my character defects to my sponsors who I chose, um, it freed me up to uh, not shun the past, no longer to have that shame. Um, It really was a freeing thing. so 
surrendering all the old ideas and even what I thought God had for me in the moment uh, was just a very freeing thing. Um, so a while back, I realized that the attitude of shame was sort of like an addiction within itself. And I'm here in a way because I'm addicted to eating more and more food and never being satisfied. That's my addiction is food, you know. Um, but then as you go through the 12 steps, you realize that there's other things than just food that are keeping you enslaved almost. And one of mine was an attitude of shame. You know, I couldn't keep using self-shame and expect God to believe me for my character defects. Uh, that was obvious. You know, um, so how do you get out of that shame spiral? I really had to develop a whole new set of habits. I, you know, I like calling my, uh, <laughs> my character defects, I give them names now, and um, the shame monster just is what I just give him, uh, you know, my character defect of living in shame. Uh, I heard that shame monster all the time, you know, uh, and I still do, you know, this is an ongoing process for me. Uh, when I surrendered my will up to God, uh, the shame monster still was there. He, his voice was still very loud in my mind. God has not chosen to release me from that shame monster as yet. I still hear the voice telling me all the lies. You know, and it's your fault you're where you are right now. And it's, you're going to fail because you failed in the past, you know, and you really don't deserve to be happy and fulfilled and uh, live in a life of freedom from food. And you really need food to, to calm your mind and your body. Um, but I realized that as I actively practice like the new habits in our 12 steps, my old habits and character defects are being replaced. That I don't know if they are going away. I mean, some definitely have. Uh, but I don't know if they're all going away. Maybe God's leaving them there. So I still know he's God, but I have a peace about that as I get practice new habits in my life. Um, this has been a process for me. Uh, I really struggle with compassion for myself. I'm pretty hard on myself. Um, and when I'm hard on myself, my self-doubt monster pops right back up. That shame monster pops right up. And it's usually at the most unexpected moment. You know, I am working on having compassion for myself. Um, I'm finding that when I do, I don't wallow in what do they call it? Yesterday's pain. You know, it lessens. Self-compassion also allows me to understand myself and appreciate the moment that I'm living in instead of living in the compulsive thoughts that the shame monster gives me, the what if thoughts that would just 
circle in my head whenever I would have a moment of um, quietness. Also, um, I have been studying uh, a book called Drop the Rock, and um, a light bulb went on when I read that um, it's very difficult to reach like new adventures and growth in our lives when our hands are full, like holding on to the baggage of the past and excess of the past. So like that image of like just holding on to all the crap of yesterday <laughs> dawned on me a few weeks back when I was reading and studying the Drop the Rock. And it was a very good image of who I was and who I am now. You know, I see myself now holding up my hands and my hands aren't full. You know, they're not full of the crap of the past. You know, they're not full of excess. Um, you know, they, the book also said that you have to get ready to become more and less and better. And that stuck with me. You have to get ready to become more and less and better. And, um, you know, one way that I thought to do this for myself is to offer myself compassion, like the same compassion that I would offer someone else. Um, I remind myself that while I'm working hard to like unlearn behaviors that brought me to OA, those behaviors that no longer serve me, I have to offer myself self-compassion. I have really found this an essential ingredient to my program um, and to have the ability to accept my past, to accept the past of, for others or to accept others where they are even in the present. And, you know, the self-compassion, I really need to do my daily 12-step work. Um, that's very difficult for me, you know, to extend the same compassion that I extend toward others to myself. Uh, shame is that voice in my head and a lot of self-shaming, a lot of blaming, and a lot of guilt. That guilt monster is right there, you know. I found it helpful um, to show compassion to myself by uh, using the first thought rule. I think we talked about it in our group. I know I've read it someplace. I asked my uh, sponsor the other day about it and she couldn't pinpoint where the first thought rule came. So if it's not in this group, I apologize, but um, I heard it someplace and I am practicing the first thought rule. Uh, to have compassion and love for myself. So what I do for my first thought rule, it goes like this. You know, if I'm having an urge to eat, and for me, it's always binge. And for me, that binge is around or that urge to eat is around having a sudden bad feeling that pops up. I don't react. I 
the old aunt out of program would have mindlessly made her way to the path of food and would have mindlessly consumed and would have mindlessly sort of walked off and did another mindless act. But my first thought rule now is when I have that urge to eat, now outside of my eating plan, I stop. I don't react. I really am not trusting myself with these first thoughts because I have found that my first thoughts, especially relating to feelings, are wrong. And I challenge myself and I test my thoughts and I think of the consequences, both the good consequences and the bad consequences. And then I also think of an alternative to eating before I take an action. You know, I never claimed to be an addict before. Um, in, in a way, I, I admitted that I was powerless and that's what an addict is. So as an addict, my first thoughts tend to be harmful to myself and uh, to the people that love me. So how does this circle back around to self-compassion? You know, um, well, compassion more broadly is about an awareness of a person in distress and the desire to help that person. So to me, self-compassion is taking that same sentiment and applying it just to myself. Um, I have found that self-compassion demands me to push the pause button on my life, something that I did not know how to do. So the self-examination, the, um, the first thought rule, uh, the self-examination, the meditation, and the humbly asking God to reveal the truth to me in that moment, those are ways that I show myself compassion. And when I'm practicing this self-compassion, I find freedom from regrets of the past, exactly what um, our for today says. You know, I realized, or this thought just came to my mind, that the shame monster stopped me from, in my tracks, from taking action, positive action. You know, that shame, that's what the shame thought did for me. Um, you know, I, I can honestly say what they say here, I have no desire to live in the past again. Um, I really don't. I don't want my old life back. Uh, I really have a lightness in life that I haven't had for many, many years. And um, the shame talk, the shame monster, I see his um, value in my life, his voice in my life lessen the more and more as I walk through uh, OA, as the more as I journal, the more as I pray and meditate, the more as I read the material, and then the more, the more action I take toward living my life. Um, as you know, the big book says, as our 12 and step book is uh, guiding us, the more the chain monster isn't there and the more free I feel. Um, 
you know, it says, I embrace it and feel joyous about the experiences that it has brought me. Like I said, ego left me, you know, in a rut of shame and the desire to cover up my past. But um, I've experienced just a little bit of joy within these, what is it, six months almost. And, um, and that's given me freedom. And it's also given me hope for you know, who I'm going to become down in another six months. Uh, so uh, I'm thankful for, for my addiction and um, practicing self-compassion is one way of not being stuck in the rut, ruts of the past. And um, I don't know, these are my thoughts. I hope they're helpful to you. I hope everybody um, goes and live a wonderful day and finds peace. And um, I'm Ann H., a recovering overeater. So thanks for letting me share today.